Welcome to the podcast where Beast Mode meets Manifesting Goddess. If you're ready to become the energetic match for all of your desires and start achieving from a place of joy and expansion, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, a health and energy coach, unicorn lover, and Amazon best-selling author. Crushing your goals can feel like self-care, and together we are going to slay and thrive. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Slay and Thrive podcast. I hope you are having an amazing day today, whatever day you're listening. And we're going to jump right in because this is a fiery episode. This is a practical episode. And this is going to help you do something incredibly important. This episode is going to give you a process, a framework for slaying your way through any setback that comes up on the path towards your goals. My intention for this episode is that it's actually one that you can save and use again whenever setbacks occur in your life. I want you to imagine for just a moment that each time a setback happens, instead of feeling what you're used to feeling, if you're anything like me, anything from shame, anger, frustration, doubt, anxiety, resentment, instead of feeling those things when a setback occurs, you get excited as hell and you automatically go into warrior mode and you use this setback as a tool for growth and transformation. It's like these spiritual mental dumbbells you're picking up and now you are getting those gains. But like with going to an actual gym, If you just go in there and fling some weights around or hop on a random collection of machines, you're not going to get the same results as if you have a tactical, methodically structured workout routine. And that is the goal of today's episode. It is a methodically structured process you can use when setbacks occur so that you can get back to making progress and rebounding much more quickly than you would otherwise. Full disclosure here, and a bit of a testimonial, I took myself through this process yesterday, and I had the best day I've had in a while yesterday, and I've had a really great morning. And I decided to wait to really see how this process worked for me before I recorded this episode, And I am going to sing its praises because it was exactly what I needed after a few weeks where I was admittedly on the struggle bus, had a few setbacks to myself, and I knew that if I could coach myself and create a process for myself that helped with setbacks, I could pay it forward and help my amazing listeners, yourself included, do the same. Without further ado, I'm going to walk you through a five-step process. Step one is going to be releasing resistance to the reality of the setback. This is an incredibly powerful first step 
that if we skip it, it's going to be harder to pull ourselves out of the setback. And this can also be a difficult step for us to take. It's challenging to admit that we've had a setback, that we failed. So either something happened that threw a wrench in our plans, or maybe we had a week or a period of time where we just started taking actions that weren't in alignment with our overall goals and our dream for our life. Or maybe we stopped taking the actions that were in alignment with our goals. And what happens when we ignore reality or don't admit that there's been a setback? We often check out or self-abandon to distract ourselves from the reality of the setback. For example, let's say that we have a goal of getting out of credit card debt. And we're doing really well and everything's gone amazing. And then we have to use our credit card because we didn't have money set aside for new tires or uh, refrigerator repair or something else that came up. And then instead of taking care of that expense and then moving on to continue making progress, maybe we have one of those effort moments and we just start spending all the money on whatever we feel like. We stop tracking our expenses And then a month later, we're like, oh my goodness, I'm more in the hole than I would have been otherwise. Or food's another great example. If we were doing really well and had a ton of consistency, and then all of a sudden we have an off night or two, sometimes what I have found to see in myself and in clients is that it's so hard to face that failure, that time where we acted out of alignment with what we truly wanted. And then we feel so much shame or we actually don't feel it. We resist the shame. We resist the reality of the failure that we actually keep numbing ourselves with food so that we don't fully face what's happened. So this is a very, very important step to take. So I want you to just take a deep breath and admit to yourself out loud or in your journal If you are choosing to do this process, doing it in a journal works so much better. But just admit to yourself out loud in a journal, I have had a setback. I have failed. And then you want to get specific about how you have failed or what the setback was. And you want to take ownership for the setback. And... Ownership isn't about taking responsibility for things that happened outside of our control, like stock market crashes or stressful events that had nothing to do with us. We can't take ownership for those external things, but we can take ownership for our responses. And in my own example, I had been in the middle of a challenge I set for myself to win my evening for 60 days in a row. And I was on day 56 or 57. And it's interesting that it was that same day that I failed because back in 2021, I also had a 56 day streak. And that's when I again dropped the ball. So I had to admit to myself, I made it 56 days choosing to show up how I wanted to show up in the evenings. And then there were a few evenings where I checked out. I ate mindlessly. I watched TV instead of reading my book. I got very specific about what the failure was and I took ownership for it. It had nothing to do with the stresses of the day. 
it had everything to do with me falling out of temporary alignment and still obviously having room to grow and lessons to learn. So there is your step one. Admit that a setback has happened. Stop resisting it. Stop running away from it. Stop numbing out from it. And that'll take us to step two. And this is releasing the significance of the setback. I think a big part of why we have such a hard time with setbacks or why we want to numb out from them is because there's a part of our brain that's making them bigger than we actually they actually are. And we're me- making things that mean things that they don't actually mean. And let's use the weight loss example. So say your setback was that you had a couple weeks where you overindulged in the evenings and you gained some weight back. I want you to ask yourself, in the grand scheme of your life, how significant is that weight gain? So often, it's the emotional charge and the significance that we give to something that makes it scarier and more devastating than it truly is. And part of the thing that inspired this episode and this step specifically was reading the book, The Psychology of Money. And that chapter had a whole chapter about the seduction of pessimism. And think about this even with relation to the news, right? You do not gravitate towards news articles that are happy and joyful and, oh, the world is great. We tend to gravitate to those really disturbing, scary stories because we give them a lot of weight and we feel like we need to pay attention to survive, to just be able to be on guard against the dangers that are out there. And in this book, in this chapter, they talk about how progress happens too slowly to notice, but setbacks happen too quickly to ignore. They also talk about growth being driven by compounding, and compounding is going to take time. If you've ever seen like one of those compound interest graphs, it's a pretty horizontal line for quite a while on that graph until then it starts to get more vertical and then all of a sudden it's pretty much a straight line upwards. But that takes time. Meanwhile, destruction is driven by a single point of failure, which can happen in seconds or in a night, as well as a loss of confidence, which can happen in an instant. So think back to a weight loss example. Weight loss progress can happen very, very slowly. It can feel like it takes weeks to take off five pounds, and you can gain that five pounds in one night out at a fancy restaurant where you had dessert, right? That is so common. And this can create that feeling of utter destruction of weeks of hard work. And it can also create something even more problematic, which is that loss of confidence. However, that loss of confidence happens when we're placing too much significance on a singular point in time. So think about that if you're experiencing a setback and think about how much significance you are giving to this particular setback. And then think about all the other setbacks that were similar to this one that once felt like they were so big and insurmountable. And think about all the ones you've already overcome. I imagine, just to keep using the same example, 
there have been many, many nights where you've woken up and the scale is three, four or five pounds heavier and you were flabbergasted in the moment, your confidence was shaken, but then you got back to work and you probably don't have that same negative charge about all those little setbacks as you did in that moment. So what you want to do here is choose to see this setback as as insignificant as all those others that have occurred in the past because you have overcame every single one of them. While you're releasing the significance, you also want to refuse to make it mean anything bad about you. You are not weak. You are not worthless. You are not destined for perpetual failure. You are a human And these setbacks happen to everyone. And the fact that you have them just means that you're trying to better yourself and create success in your life. And that's amazing. The more you can accept that the setback you're in is just like any other setback in your past. And you've made it through all those other setbacks. The more you can do that, the less power this setback will have over you. So you could even write a list. What are all the past setbacks that were like this one that you've had that you moved through and just write them all down. And that can give you the boost of confidence you need to take so much of the sting out of your current situation. Another way you can release the significance is try to get as objective as possible. So imagine for a moment that a best friend, a partner, a loved one, a colleague, one of them is the one having this issue or this setback. It's actually not you. We tend to have much more objective guidance for those around us because we don't have that same emotional intensity that's taking away that objectivity that we could really use in these times. So imagine that someone else in your life is going through this setback. What would you tell them? How would you coach them to work through this setback? The more objective you can get, the better you can gain clarity about how best to proceed. That was step two. Release the significance. Do not make it mean anything about you and be as objective as possible. Step three is honestly a favorite of mine and that is employ pattern recognition. And the cool thing about this is that you actually get a hit of dopamine from recognizing patterns. So that amazing feel good neurotransmitter that we will often get from things like food or sex or whatever it might be. So if we are feeling a little bit crappy about a setback, we probably want a boost of dopamine somehow. And often we will turn to things that aren't helpful, like overeating. So you want to get a boost of feel-good neurotransmitters when you're in a slump. So why don't we do it by actually recognizing patterns instead? So in my own life, just to give you some examples of what this might look like, you want to think about the setback you're having right now and then similar setbacks you had in the past and what was going on and what solutions did you have at that time? So in my own life with my own recent setback, I actually had two patterns I recognized. One was that when really amazing things happen, I have this habit and pattern of 
actually decreasing the high energy and high sensation of these experiences by returning to my old eating habits. The last time this type of thing happened was back in October of 2020 when I started dating my then boyfriend, now fiance, because it was a dream come true and the relationship was better than I even expected and my mind was blown and it was so much more joy and expansion than my body was was used to holding in. And Gay Hendricks talks about this. He talks about this upper limit we have, this ceiling we have on how good we're used to feeling it. So I could see that after getting engaged, after getting to sell my condo, hasn't sold yet, but just getting to put it on the market and see this amazing future on the horizon, that was so much extra joy and possibility and expansion. And there was a part of me that then partly unconsciously and then obviously partly consciously because ownership is important. It, I took these steps to kind of bring down some of that emotional sensation. So that was the first pattern I noticed. I also noticed a pattern that this tends to occur when I start talking more about health and fitness and just step more into my role as a health coach. I'm actually working with an amazing guy who is helping me just optimize my podcast and take it to the next level. We're doing all kinds of cool things. And one of the things he had me do was go through all my episodes and find what the most popular topics were with my listeners. And by doing that research and that analyzing, I realized that health and fitness episodes are the most popular by far. So that is what you, my listener, really want to hear about. And there's been a part of me for the last six, seven, eight months that has kind of shied away from directly talking about health and fitness and binge eating and all those things. And part of that was a little bit of like fear and wondering if I was even quote unquote allowed to talk about health and fitness um, just because of the non-compete clause with my you know last job and I didn't want to overstep anything. And then I realized like I am unable to at this time take clients, but I'm not unable to provide high impact content to people about the thing I know the best. So I had started to step more into my authority as a health coach again. And then I also was getting excited about sending my coaching programs, my health coaching programs into the world at the end of August. So as that date neared closer, it created that same drive for perfection and rigidity that I had when I first got my personal training job back in 2015. There was this switch in my brain, this perfectionist part that was like, it's almost go time. You have to be perfect. You have to nail every choice. You have to be in such integrity that you cannot mess up at all. And that more than most things in my life is actually what sends me into these spirals of overeating and overindulging and neglecting my self-care 
because those are impossible standards to hold myself to. So those were my patterns I noticed. And to have not one, but both of those things occur simultaneously was the perfect cocktail for a setback. So now I want you to think about your patterns and what might have triggered this setback in your own life. Where have you seen this before? What similar emotions or pressures are now sitting on your shoulders that have sat on your shoulders before that kind of led to this particular type of setback? And I know we're talking about things that are often external, so really great things happening, life changes, uncertainty. So the key here is to notice the pattern including the external circumstances while continuing to take ownership for your behavior. And the more we can do this and do it from a place of self-love and gentleness and also knowing we are capable of more, the more easy it is to rebound from the setback. So again, it's not about Noticing the patterns being like, oh, that's why I did it. It's fine. It's, it makes sense that I did this. And I also still chose these behaviors. And now I want to get more aware and present and choose new behaviors. So yes, you know you are capable of responding differently. Yes, you might have taken some actions that weren't in alignment with where you want to go and who you know your highest self to be. And also, yes, these events were deeply challenging and it took you some time, whether that was days or weeks, maybe even a month, to find your footing again. And also, you are perfectly wonderful and acceptable and amazing as you are, even in the midst of this setback. Shaming yourself and taking responsibility for your responses and your reactions are very different things. So please make sure that you're doing the latter. And once you've recognized the patterns, you want to ask yourself how you got through this type of setback before. And there is a chance that this is a relatively new setback and you can't find too many patterns. So then maybe ask yourself, what skills do I need to move through this setback and come out of it stronger and better? Think about what skills have helped you before when other types of setbacks came up. Another really fun thing you can do in this particular step is to just honor the human love of drama and theater. This is something I want to do an entire podcast on at one point because I used to see being dramatic as like this very negative thing. And I had um, my best friend's husband once tell me that I was too dramatic and that was why we had never like hooked up. This was years ago. Don't want to hook up with him now. And I was so indignant. I was like, I'm not dramatic as I was in the midst of a very dramatic night. (laughs) That's another story. But I used to think it was like such a dirty word, like drama. Like I just want to be like chill and and like low maintenance and all the things. But think about what we gravitate to in our entertainment. We're not going to watch things that 
don't have obstacles and drama and and setbacks like setbacks happen in the plot of every single good movie or tv show and i think if we don't have some level of drama in our lives we would get bored we would feel stagnant and i also don't think we would appreciate the wins and the comebacks as much if there was no setback or failure in the first place i really believe that everyone loves an underdog And our own setbacks turn us into a temporary underdog. And then we get to choose how long we stay in the underdog narrative. Whenever we choose, we can shift back into beast mode and slay the setback. And this can be a super fun, humorous process. Again, it's about taking that significance out of this. So when I wrote in my journal, I just went full on drama queen. Oh, I had the worst two weeks ever. What on earth? I thought I was past these habits. And now they've returned. And oh my goodness, all the uncertainty. Oh, look at me getting in my own way again. It is terrible. Simply terrible. (laughs) And you do that for a couple minutes and you're just going to be laughing at yourself, having a little bit of fun and just not taking yourself so seriously. And I hope that audio sounds okay because as I was doing my little drama queen routine I like knocked my microphone and had to fix it twice so my apologies for that if that bumped the uh, audio at all all right on to step four this is where you take the action to have a comeback now you are armed with awareness knowledge full ownership and self-acceptance So now your mindset and your state are primed for moving through the setback like the badass conqueror that you are. It can be really powerful to make a list. What are all the things that will pull you out of this setback? Some can be things that you can do today and some can be things that you can do over the course of the next week, two weeks, whatever it might be. So for example, if you're trying to pay off some debt and had a setback, Maybe your action steps are to update your spending tracker again, or to create a budget for the next month, or maybe you decline an event that honestly you didn't really want to go to anyways, that was going to cost you a couple hundred bucks, and then you can put that money into your debt reduction. You can maybe decide one of your buddies has a landscaping business and he needs some help, so you go and help him on a weekend to make some extra cash. So make a list of all the possibilities. It doesn't mean you need to do every single thing right away, but just start to take the actions that you can as immediately and as regularly as you can. So the other thing that you can do here is just take note of what skills are most important for you to practice right now. What are the habits that you can stay strong in that will ensure that you pull through this setback and kind of create some prevention for future setbacks that are like this. For my own setback, it was going back to meditating daily, to really prioritizing mindful eating, and then also my emotion coaching process. And in terms of the emotion coaching process with some of the extra emotion and uncertainty and big life changes coming, I might have to emotion coach myself twice a day and that is totally fine. What you also want to do in this step is stop looking at the setback as a problem and look at what you want to actually create. 
So when we're focused solely on the setback, we are in problem solving mode. And when we're trying to solve a problem, we feel more stressed, less excited. We're trying to get rid of something that's crummy instead of trying to create something that's exciting and expansive and in line with our truest desires. So I heard a podcast recently that talked about the law of polarity in a way I hadn't heard it before that I wanted to share here as well. We've talked about how you can't have dark without light. You can't have sad without happy. But I heard it said another way. And that was for any problem that you have, there is an opposite solution for it. Or I'm going to rephrase this. There is something that you want to create that is different from or the opposite of the problem. So get crystal clear on what you actually want to create. So in my own practice, when I started to journal on this, I wanted to be able to live in this highly present, highly receptive state that could hold in higher levels of emotion. I want to be able to raise my thermostat for how much joy and happiness and delight that I can experience on a regular basis. And I want to show up for all those things that feel a little bit uncertain and maybe a little bit scary as well from a place of like, bring it on. I got this. I can handle it. Let's go. So get crystal clear on the states you want to be in, the thoughts you want to be thinking, and also maybe the external outcomes you want to create through your actions. And then step five, also a very, very important step. You want to celebrate your comeback to the best of your ability. So going back to that list you hopefully made on the last step, every time you take a micro action, even if it's something super small, cross it off the list, congratulate yourself, celebrate yourself, remind yourself of how much stronger you're getting as a result of this. You are learning lessons from this setback. And by doing this process, you're learning to rebound more quickly each time a setback happens. You are refusing to let the setback define you or hold you down for long. You are conquering and slaying this setback. You're basically making it your bitch. And that's a much better feeling than either A, ignoring the setback, pretending it isn't happening while you numb out in some way, or B, just kind of feel like crap about yourself for a while until you reach the point where you get back to making progress and feeling amazing. Because that is going to happen one way or the other, but you can expedite the process by using this framework. So, those are the five steps. I genuinely hope that you have found this so helpful and that you remember this the next time you have a setback, even if it's weeks or months from now, and come back, follow this process. I know it's going to be something I return to because setbacks are inevitable and I want to capitalize on them and make them learning experiences and vehicles for growth instead of these obnoxious nuisances. And your sleigh challenge this week. I think I forgot to give you one of these last week, so I apologize. Your sleigh challenge. If you are experiencing some kind of setback, I want you to employ this method. So get out your journal, make the list of actions, 
get into beast mode and start slaying. And if you are not currently in a setback, maybe you are just one of my amazing listeners who just loves tuning in because you hope I'll go off on a random tangent about unicorns or dinosaurs, as I often do, uh, then your slay challenge is to just think about past setbacks and everything you've learned from them. By having this clarity and appreciation for past setbacks right now, you'll be much more likely to slay that next setback when it happens in your life. Happy slaying and thriving, and we'll talk again next week.